Welcome, everyone, to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Bros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, a, a newly renovated or maybe designed studio, I don't mm-hmm. know, what reshuffled studio, right? We moved some stuff around, a little feng yeah, shui. Yeah, feng shui, baby. Yeah, feng shui. Uh, here in studio with my good friend and self-proclaimed golf sicko, Mr. Jonathan Teal. Teal, how are we doing this afternoon, bud? Man, on a weather day like today, Goodness. anybody who Gorgeous. says anything but uh, I'm doing great uh, needs to uh, needs to reevaluate their priorities because, man, it was actually tough to come in here from uh, from downstairs um, to record the pod inside because it's absolutely gorgeous. I uh, it is definitely a get nothing done on Monday season because uh, charity golf tournaments are kicking into high gear. That time of year, Mondays are definitely reserved for that at a lot of our local uh, and not so local clubs, uh, servicing the fine folks trying to do the good work for Oklahoma City. I was able to play in one of those this morning. Beautiful weather up in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Stillwater Country Club. Maybe we'll get that in Fairway Files, a little little plug for those folks. But doing great to answer your question, my friend. Well, fantastic, JT. Glad you're here. Glad I could I pull you away, pull you into the course, at least for about an hour. I did here, have to work this minutes. afternoon. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was tough having to work those three or four hours. <laughs> it, was, it is gorgeous here. Yeah. We're going to enjoy it because it's going to get cold, uh, unfortunately, uh, I think starting tomorrow evening and for the rest of the week. But we'll enjoy it while we've got it. But lots to talk about, right? So we got, we got, we got a lot back. of women's golf to talk about, my friend. We got the Big 12 Women's championship we've got uh, lydia co returning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to her former self we saw, saw shades of it at the ana a couple weeks ago and uh, she certainly continued where she left off uh, we get some rbc heritage uh, heritage i should say and a fellow bald man stewie sink uh, <laughs> going out and uh, playing some good golf this weekend but before we get into spirits all that golf talk j teal as always my friend we have to show some love to our sponsor and of course that is chalk I, i'm having chalk withdrawals actually after, <laughs> i know uh, man yeah. we were we were up there almost every day for like a week solid but so we'll get back on the train here in a little bit. So we got the PGA coming back. Uh, we got Champions League, which don't start me on soccer. Right, it's a totally different. Won't pod. even get and you wound up. European soccer has lost its mind this week, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, everybody knows about chalk, right? Thirteen twenty four West Memorial Road, there in Chisholm Creek Plaza. Uh, follow Ben, Chad, and the entire chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com, or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. And so you know, we completed some successful golf giveaways here in the last week, JT. And I talked to our we man, did, ben, we ben Mason. We've got some more coming up for the PGA. So we will we'll kind of re-up. I don't think it's going to be a, a driver this time. I think it may be a golf bag or something okay, else. Okay. Going to be nice. Going to have some logos on it. So we'll be giving away something again starting, uh, it'll probably be a couple weeks before we start doing the uh, uh, the real promos for it. But it'll be the same thing, right? The golfer giveaway. We'll okay. do a live remote. Live remote Everyone for the golfers. In. Draw a golfer out of the hopper for the PGA Championship, and if your golfer wins, you'll be walking away with a fantastic prize. I'm sure it'll be valued at at least a few hundred bucks. So that's typically uh, we don't mess around at Chalk. We, we do not mess around at Chalk. Yeah. They really do things the right way uh, with <clears throat> everything from things like giveaways uh, right up to the menu, uh, the cocktail. Uh, situation. Obviously, you go there to watch all the 106 televisions, uh, perfectly positioned for your viewing pleasure. So what a place to go. Always the favorite. That's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Absolutely, my friend. Well, let's get into it. Let's start locally. Let's start with the ladies. Let's start with Big 12 Women's Championship. Popping off. Jay Till. And we're two days into the three-day event, and I'm going to go ahead and call it. I think this thing's over with. Think over. Uh, Oklahoma Over. State. Vince We've been Carter Jeff 
Ova. That's right. We've been talking about them all spring, JT, just how you know hot they have been. And my goodness, the form continues. They have four women in the top six of the leaderboard. That'll win you a lot of golf. That'll get it done. Yeah. That will get it done. Okie State through two rounds of the Big 12 Championship. Down at, uh, don't know if you mentioned already, Carlton, Carlton Woods, Woods yeah, yeah. Uh, there in the Woodlands. 27 under par through two rounds of team golf. They came out and led the tournament yesterday after day one with uh, with a nine under par, if I remember right. That's right, yeah. Um, they went 18 under today. They it's went ahead and just ran up the score, spiking the football on the rest of the Big 12 ladies' schools. Baylor and the University of Oklahoma, Coach V's squad, 11 under. 16 shots back of Okie State. I would think tomorrow is going to be a bit of a coronation for the Cowgirls. Yeah, I, I agree. And you talk about you know 11 under between Baylor and Oklahoma and then 10 under for Texas Tech. That's pretty good golf over pretty, two days. Pretty good. But it just pales in comparison. And really, you know, it should just be highlighting how good and how well Oklahoma yeah. State has been playing, right? This is just a continuance of what we've seen over the last two months. I mean, they're incredible, right? They now. are incredible. Isabella Fierro leading uh, the individual. Uh, she dropped off a little 7 under 65. Is that something you might be interested in? My goodness. Um, unbelievable golf from her. She uh, is closely followed by uh, Liana Bailey and Maya. God, I cannot. Why can't I get her name? Maya. It's so easy. Huh. Maya Stark uh, at seven under and six under, respectively. The next closest, uh, at least, teammates to her. A couple, couple other ladies tied, I guess, at, at nine under. Uh, Texas Tech and Baylor. A couple golfers there, and we don't see a boomer sooner till we get to a T six with Hannah Screen at five under par. And then uh, yet another Oklahoma State cowgirl, Rena Taramatsu. Uh, get that one. Nailed it. Four, six. So, yeah, the cowgirls absolutely running up the score. We will, uh, you know, I think we might want to do a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of a potpourri type pod come come Thursday. We're gonna, uh, excuse me, Wednesday. We're gonna be hitting uh hitting the road. YSO road trip style right. yeah, looking on forward Wednesday. To that. We're going to talk a about that a little bit more, but maybe on Wednesday we should do a little bit of a grab bag and celebrate uh, the OSU Cowgirls and not wait all the way until, you know, Monday to do that. But uh, they're certainly going to be raising the trophy down at Carlton Woods and, uh, you know, maybe a couple of the, the sooner ladies can make a charge up the individual leaderboard to uh, kind of share the wealth here locally in the state. But, man, Unbelievable job, Greg Robertson up there in Stillwater. They are playing some great golf, and you know, I see no reason why they're not going to make a run in national championship. I mean, they're they are one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team, uh, has to be in the country right now. So, I mean, it, it is when you have when you have four ladies that can all go out and shoot that low. Now, and, and mm -hmm. we've we've seen flashes here over the last month or so, JTL, I would say, between, you know, Maya Stark, obviously probably the most consistent star yeah. of that squad. Played I think, well in a couple major, well, not, I guess one major and then one in the, I guess, the national right. amateur right. event. Pretty you much know, a major. <laughs> Isabella Fierro, kind of the, uh, the the talent, kind of the young young gun, right, the up-and-comer there. And then Rena Tadamatsu, as you'd mentioned, you know, she won the individual down in Houston a few weeks ago, as it as, you know, wasn't even on I wasn't team, on right? the traveling squad. Yeah, I guess yeah. wasn't on the traveling squad of five and wins the golf tournament. So yeah, I just they're they're too deep not to make a run at the at the NCAA's, and so we will be 
as we have been all spring, closely monitoring the situation and celebrating uh, these fine lady golfers that are tearing it up right Le- now. Down Liana Houston. Bailey, yeah, was the one that really kind of broke out for them mm-hmm. here over the last two days. I mean, she dropped off a 67 today, which is pretty good in her own right, a 500. She's seven under for the tournament right now. And so if they have that fourth lady kind of step up with those other three that have been pretty consistent, then, yeah, I mean, there's there's no reason and why remember, they can't folks, make And remember, folks, four of the top five are the scores that right. count. And when four of the top five <laughs> scores count and you have – for the top six scores in the entire tournament, yes, you are going to take home the trophy. Very nice. Very nice for the Lady Cowgirls. Well, talking about another butt-kicking on the golf course from the women's perspective this weekend, Jay Till, talk about your girl, Lydia Ko. Thank you very much. What a boat race that was. I mean, that was kind of a butt-kicking as well. We talk about, you know, three-stroke, four-stroke victory being kind of a big win in golf. I mean, she won by seven in 28 under. (laughs) <laughs> for for a tournament is pretty darn good, J.T. And this one was interesting, right? It was out in Hawaii. Yeah. It was, his schedule was a little wonky, right? So it was a Wednesday through Saturday. Correct. Event, right? So that was kind of interesting there. But you get some primetime golf uh, because of the, the late kickoff, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of good here from a central time zone standpoint. But I'll tee you up, let you talk about your girl here, because obviously you've been on the Lydia Co. train for quite some time. We saw flashes. Right, a few weeks ago at the ANA, we the did. first major championship. You know, she went out and shot that incredible number, what a ten under on the last day to make it interesting. But she continued her hot form, man. Kudos to her. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of ladies that are e- very easy to root for out there, and uh, Lydia Ko has become one of them. I, you know, early on in her career, when she was absolutely tearing up the golf world, uh, ascended to number one in the world. I believe younger than any player had done so out on. The LPGA Tour, um, you know, it's kind of one of those deals where it's fun to root for dominance, but then she is, uh, a la Jordan Spieth, got a bit lost in the wilderness trying to do some swing changes and whatnot, and she has really come back here over the last few months, rounding very squarely into form. You mentioned her um, her 10 under 62 that she had at the ANA. Let me read Lydia Ko's last five rounds of golf to you. Minus 10. Again, these are individual rounds. Not tournaments, folks. Individual rounds. Minus 10, minus 5, minus 9, minus 7, minus 5, and cruising. I think she actually finished that. I think I saw that tweet while she was completing a 7-under round. So I think it was actually minus 7 again. So she's absolutely destroying golf courses right now. And... Again, she came into it pretty early. I don't know. We've obviously uh, only had this podcast going, you know, you know, coming up on a year now. Pretty uh, close, right? Eight months. We, uh, even myself as a golf sicko, probably only following the ladies' game very closely for a couple years. I was kind of aware of Lydia Ko, you know, being out there and learning of her exploits as I kept an eye on golf. But I saw this today: number of wins, okay, wins before the age of nineteen. In LPGA Tour history. Okay, so wins before you turn 19. Lydia Ko is tops the list with 12 wins before she turned 19 years old. Yelly. Every other player all time combined 13 wins before the age of 19. So she basically has as many wins as anybody else has ever had before the age of 19. Pretty Unbelievable uh, stuff. She is absolutely destroying... Uh, things right now and she's uh she is fun to watch she kind of has a, a nice attitude um 
know, good for sponsorship. She's very personable yeah, with the media. Yeah, she's marketable. marketable. Yeah. And uh, I think that will a be good, a good face for the LPGA. For and, sure. and, you know, she's a, uh, she's Australian, which I think a lot of New Zealand. I think it's New Zealand. Yeah, sorry. Right? Yeah. My bad. She's a Kiwi. I think I got it wrong the last time you corrected me. Uh, yeah. She's a Kiwi, which is kind of cool. You don't see a ton of super, super high level players from New Zealand or even from Australia on the ladies side of things, a lot more on the men's side, uh, but very cool all the way around. She uh, was absolutely extraordinary and uh, it'll be fun to see if she can uh, have a little rivalry with some of the other. There's some, I think that's so deep. Like every week, it's like, oh man, she's dominant. She's, you know, she's, when is she? She's not going to be able to lose. She's playing like this. Uh, you say that about somebody each and every week and had several of those. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's on the talk leaderboard, about the really. ladies that tied for second, right? There were four, four women that tied uh, for second at 21 under. Again, uh, seven strokes back. NB Park, <laughs> Say Young Kim. Leona McGuire, who I don't know her as well, and then Nellie Corda, but three of those four, I mean, those are those are contenders on a weekly basis, right? Yeah, I mean, those top five, top six uh, level players in the world. MB Park just had a nice win a couple weeks ago. Say Young Kim bagged a couple majors last year, uh, continues to play well. I think number two in the world, at least coming into this week. And then everybody knows about Nellie, Nellie being Nellie. She, uh, again, very marketable, uh, American star. She actually put up a little bit of a fight there. I think it was only one or two back going in to, the, uh, to Sunday or Saturday. But, uh, yeah, Lydia absolutely put the pedal down, blew the doors off uh, everybody else. But the, the race for second was good. It was a really nice uh, tournament. You mentioned uh, being out in Hawaii. It was on primetime here, the Wednesday through Saturday. Man, when I kind of... I got home relatively late in the evening on Saturday and, and saw that it was still on. I'm like, oh, man, this is great. A little Hawaii vibes. I get to watch uh, some great golf from the, from the ladies. And doing that again, I believe, this week with the That's Wednesday right. through Saturday schedule. Out there on the West Coast uh, yet again, Los Angeles, Wilshire Country Club, the L.A. Open. Uh, JT, which I know you wanted to talk a little bit about Wilshire Country Club, uh, kind of an interesting course there, right? So, uh, you know, a lot of people think about uh, the Genesis Open, Riviera, and some of the courses mm-hmm. that are out there, but Wilshire, not far away, and uh, has a neat history uh, itself, right? Very neat history, and a lot of people do know about Riviera because it's hosted the uh, men's, uh, what really used to be called the, the LA, LA Open, Open. Yep, yep. Uh, before branding took over and Wilshire very much in that same vein, a very well-heeled Hollywood centric um, golf club, uh, country club in this case, and uh, just turned 102 years old. Very, very old. You know, when you think about Miles how many off. golf courses were, uh, you know, that golden age architecture of the kind of 1915 to 1935, somewhere in there and all the great golf that was uh, created here in the United States during that time. Wilshire's right there with the best of them. Uh, actually, it was founded uh, in in Hancock Park inside uh, of L.A., and uh, the golf course was designed by... Uh, I actually would have gotten this wrong, to tell you the truth, Keith. I, I would have thought this was um, a George Bell, uh, just like Riviera. I would have been wrong because, in fact, Norman Macbeth, who I have never heard of and we'll do a little research after our podcast on in, insert uh, Shakespeare joke here in, absolutely insert insert man that is a tough one to say insert Shakespeare joke here um, just just a little bit south of Hollywood and just a very cool piece of property you know those those canyons of LA and you get the barranca that it kind of plays through the hills right and uh, unlike PGA tour venues that have to be 
a bajillion yards long and have places for, you know, grandstands that would make, you know, OU Stadium, you know, shiver in its boots. LPGA can go places that are, as I'm looking on the screen, 6,400 yards at the tips and doesn't require as many grandstands, unfortunately, because there should be as many players uh, or many people out there following the LPGA. But this is another one of those, uh, again, if I could put an alert or maybe we need a sound of some sort of alarm. Is that this is one of those tournaments. Get to the television for the course. We have a nice field uh, at the LA Open on the ladies' side. You will not be disappointed when you tune in to the uh, to the LA Open on the on the ladies' side of things this weekend. Yeah, and it is fun to watch golf in prime time, right? So you get those uh, the late kickoffs, so to speak, and uh, being able to watch golf at 7 p.m. on a Saturday night or whatever that, that's kind of cool, right? So very cool. Uh, kind of lead into whatever you're going to do later on that evening, right? You're going to go out and have dinner with the misses or uh, do whatever uh, or the mister. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true as well. So, but uh, yeah, kind of a kind of a, a lot neat, of lady listeners to this uh, podcast, Keith. You got to you know. They might like to take their husbands out for well, a nice. We're, we're nice equal dinner. opportunity listenees or yeah. listeners. Or I don't know. Whatever. I thought we, you were going to say we equal every, opportunity offenders. Uh, but, well, we try not to be that, but we probably <laughs> are that. So unintentionally. So, but well, well, let's let's flip back over to the guys, Jay Till, and let's talk oh, about yeah. the, the RBC Heritage, right? So we were down in the Low Country of, of South mm-hmm. Carolina. Very cool from a visual standpoint. That, that's always kind of a neat course. I always forget about that one. And then you see the uh, the lighthouse right there, kind of there going into eighteen. You're like, oh yeah, I remember this course, right? So it always kind of triggers some memories there. But uh, uh, certainly uh, a nice walk down memory lane for Stewie Sink because he goes out and shoots a 63-63 on Thursday, Friday, and this thing again boat race. Was the, uh, the the word of the weekend? I guess they were all they've all been ass kickings here. And uh, yeah, if you, if you wanted competitive drama down the stretch, <laughs> this weekend was not go, not your tip cup of tea. That's right. He kind of cruised uh, to a victory over Saturday and Sunday. And kudos to him, right? He didn't make any mistakes and let anybody back into it. But uh, this tournament was over with at about uh, six p.m. Eastern time on Friday afternoon. <laughs> Super impressive. Forty-seven years old, and what I thought was an interesting stat, Jay Till, he led the field in driving distance on the week. I mean, he he's, he's, not, he's not just an old fart out he there, you know, kind did. of putting it around, man. He's hammering the ball still. He is hammering the ball, getting it out there with the young guys. I will say the way that they calculate driving distance uh, is only off of a couple of holes. Hilton Head, excuse True. me, Harbortown is notorious as a ballpark for being very windy, very tight. And so uh, while that should not take anything away from him, yes, getting it, out there plenty far to compete. And that was not the way at Safeway when he won back in, uh, golly, was that September for his first win of the PGA so, Tour yeah. season? That is a is a bomber's paradise. So he, he's getting it out there. He, he can't win there and win at uh, Harbortown without having the distance. So absolutely kudos for him. Staying in shape, fine-tuning the equipment, getting everything dialed, and uh, very impressive to see what he did this weekend. Uh with his son on the bag, which I know is a big story for cool. the yeah. uh, for the telecast, but I think that as you mentioned, it is a golf course that does get a bit forgotten by uh, certainly casual golf viewers. Its placement on the calendar always the week after the Masters is a tough scene because. For most, the Masters is kind of a big golf viewing experience, and then everybody kind of needs a little bit of a decompression. 
from uh, watching golf because they probably watched it for four straight days, and you know most folks are not like me and can't wait for the next one to start. So, I think if it stood, if uh, you know, it stood alone, but if it had a slightly different place on the calendar, yeah, yeah, I bet it would spot. get more, more love, more. Uh, wow, this is a really cool tournament to watch. I do love the, the views, whether it's the lighthouse or even just the the aesthetic of the course. You got a lot of that Spanish moss down in the low country. Just a lot of a lot of cool vibes. Um, Pete Dye, uh, golf course, Pete Dye and Jack Nicholas, but let's give the credit to Pete Dye. Well done uh, in terms of how he routed that sucker. And it's a course that I, it's definitely on my bucket list to go play because it is a little bit shorter, uh, relies on precision, relies on a good short game. And it seems like that's a place that uh, would really suit my uh, game, if not my eye. And uh, Stuart Sink absolutely ripped the place apart. 63 63, as you mentioned, didn't have to do a whole lot over the weekend. Uh, another one of those tournaments where uh, the race for second was a lot more interesting. And uh, our man, HV3, Harold Varner III, Emiliano Grito, yeah, at 15 right? under uh, to take home a T second. And then Mav, we're going ballistic. Oh, the Mav McNeely, uh, T4. I believe he came off of two straight miscuts to uh, – nab a t4 this weekend yeah, listeners it, probably remember us talking about him out at the uh, uh pebble beach, pebble right? beach so yeah, yeah kind of a hometown boy there tied, that uh, tied yeah. second or solo yeah. second maybe yeah. i think it was a solo second so uh, he, he was actually <clears throat> on the no laying up podcast three or four weeks ago and talked about his game really lends itself to he's not going to be consistent he's not going to be top 10 in every week top 20 every week he needs to maximize his good weeks when he's playing well and sure enough, back-to-back MCs turns around with a T4. So uh, kudos to Mav McNeely. Uh, Colin Morikawa, a little bit shaky on Sunday. I believe he was uh, one over on Sunday. He was in that final pairing with to Stewie. fade right? yeah. a little bit. And, and, and probably wouldn't, he wasn't catching Stewie by any means, yeah. but you know he needed, to, he needed to shoot two or three under and, uh, and, and finish in the money. Uh, well, the more money. Uh, and then our, our man, I think, it's, I think this is one of the few our, our boy cam smith uh great first round yeah just solid last round you know the 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 meat and the sandwich really didn't get it done really lacking there with a 71 74 he fired a nine under par 62 actually beat or was beating stewart sink after the first day yeah and uh i think he got a little bit too into the fishing over the weekend or something because uh, he had a bit of a fade uh to go with a bit of a mullet in the back so uh, but we got a shout out you know top 10 from our man Cam Smith, always love watching the Aussie get his thing done out there. So, you know, I didn't didn't watch a ton of it. Uh, again, kind of, I did, I mentioned this before we came on the pod. I had a pretty good, uh, pretty good unplug uh, this weekend. Hung out with my wife quite a bit. Saw a couple of uh, family members. Had a great weekend, but I didn't watch a ton of golf and was probably glad I didn't since it was a bit of a runaway. Uh, both yep. on the on the PGA Maybe. and the LPGA, a good a good weekend to take a, a day off from from the PGA you know, tour. I, I just told fair. you, I, I'm not immune to it. Masters took a lot out of me, yep. right? It took a lot out of me, and as as much as I really do like Harbor Town and watching the Heritage, I mean, you only have so much gas in the tank. Hundred percent true, man. So again, kudos to you uh, for, uh, and I'm sure and we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of gas in a in a big old <laughs> tank 
on Wednesday afternoon. We, we roll out of here. But again, we're just another tease, another tease. We'll get Plant there. The we'll seed. get there. Well, before we move on to that, let, let's jump back to the YSO grab bag. It's been a couple of weeks since we visited the YSO grab bag, right? We've had Masters and had it some of the other uh, wild things going on, kind of dominating the news here. But local news story, Oklahoma State's own Peter Uline, right? He wins out on the Corn Ferry Tour. And again, another kind of a butt kicking, right? He ends up winning this thing by four strokes out Played in well. Vegas. Played uh, well. The MGM Resorts. It looked as if it was just as windy out in Vegas this weekend <laughs> for, for Big Pete as it was whenever I was out there, what, about a month ago. It's yeah. like, again, I don't really, never really thought about Vegas being super windy, but my goodness, the, it, the wind blows out there. Well, there's a good thing that he's a, he's a, he's a stocky, very, you know, very solid gent because uh, the wind couldn't even blow over Peter Uline as he triumphed to a four-stroke win. Uh, and great, always great to see the OSU and OU guys performing well out on tour. Uh, folks might remember Peter Uline's name from his U.S. amateur yeah, amateurs, yeah. win. I know that Coach Bratton talked a lot about that experience of caddying for Peter in his two U.S. amateur uh, events. And uh, you might also know that name because Peter's dad, Wally Uline, is, uh, I believe, CEO of a little company called Titleist. Man, so he didn't have a choice, right? So he, he was going to come out a golfer. He was going to come out a golfer. Uh, your dad is the CEO of, of Titleist. I don't think he does. <laughs> a Cushnet is actually the parent company. So if anybody questions me and they Google old uh, Wally Uline, which what a great name. Wally Uline, are you that kidding me? That's a fun name. I mean, yeah. that is big time. That like is that. big time. Sounds like a, a Midwestern character from a movie or like a, a Reiner, Rob Reiner <laughs> film or something, right? <laughs> Wally Uline. Uh, but yeah, uh, Pistol Pete. Uline goes out, gets it on the KF tour, and uh, hopefully he'll keep that form going and get back to the big tour where he uh, very much belongs, I believe. Yep, absolutely. Kudos to him. Congrats. Again, always good to see the local guys do well. A couple other tip of the caps, right? And we won't spend much time on it, JT, but we'll move on. Ryder Cup captain Steve Stricker, he wins on the Champions Tour. Uh, so Ooh, I think it was okay. the Chubb Classic, right? Again, which is uh, uh, one of the all-time great names. What is going of, on with these for, names? I mean, people, these, these people pay, pay the marketing folks millions at these places. Millions. I mean, we we don't even know how much money it you can't. Make make all the jokes you want, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Champions Tour, right? So it's the older gentlemen that are out there, and the uh, the name of the tournament is the Chubb Classic. So I'll let you we guys make We had the Cola Guard, the Colon Guard a couple weeks ago, and now we have the Chubb. So we got we got all private parts covered. They know who they're marketing covered. to. Good to. Lord, I'm sure the Cialis Open is, is right coming up very quickly. <laughs> and then yeah, let's let's jump over to the Euro Tour. And the Euro Tour has an American flair to it, uh, Jay Till. Uh, American John Catlin wins for the third time uh, on the Euro Tour. The Austrian. I'll be done. Uh, there at Diamond Country Club in Vienna. Now, there, we talk about, you know, fun events that would uh, we'd like to go to. Now, that one would not That suck. would be yeah. pretty awesome. I uh, To be completely honest with you, I had no idea it was going on. And so... I see that our uh, long-lost German friend, uh, Martin Keimer, uh, made a good showing at 11-under with a third-place finish. And uh, apparently we need to get a little cozy with John. I bet we could get John Caitlin on this podcast. Yeah. Three wins on the Euro Tour. I mean, Probably a big listener, right? So we were looking at our stats. We have people that listen in Germany. Again, a shout-out to our German listeners out there. I I don't know who you are, but God bless you. We're glad you're listening. God bless you. And if if that's the case, we shouldn't skip over Maximilian Kiefer, who uh, finished, uh, I guess, must have been a playoff in this one. They both finished at uh, 14-under in reg. And then Caitlin gets it done there. He's a three-hole playoff, I think. In the playoffs. So... 
Love our Austrian listeners. Love our German listeners. We are an absolutely internationally friendly podcast. Would love to get over to Europe and take in some golf. Maybe in the uh, post-COVID travel restrictions, we'll fire up the uh, YSO golf stream and just get over there quickly. Make that happen. We can make that happen. Well, talking about golf trips, Jay Till, you've alluded to it a couple of times here. We've got one ourselves coming up this week, so we're gonna we're gonna head out Wednesday afternoon, I believe. We have a full um, a full yeah. seven days starting on uh, starting on Wednesday. That's right, right. Well, I guess let's let's start at the beginning, right? So we we're taking a giant RV. Our man Scooter Gersh. It can only be <laughs> called giant. Yes. Oh my goodness! Like whenever he said RV, I thought, hey, look, there's four of us going, right? So yeah. I thought it was going to be you know one of those modest sized ones. You know, I don't know what the class. It was class A, class B. I, I don't know the distinction between all those. But that was not what I envisioned whenever he texted us the pictures of this thing. I mean, this is a boat. This thing, this is a yacht hope, on wheels. I really hope that we, uh, I hope we do, but then I hope we don't. I hope we have a lot of highway patrol. We're, we're park this thing. I hope we have a lot of highway patrolmen listeners because we, we love the troops. I hope they just don't listen to this particular podcast because... I can't believe that us driving this thing is legal. To be quite honest with you, I mean it's it's massive. I guess I mean I'm not driving it, so I, no, I'm, I'm not I'm driving not either. Hopefully, hopefully, gonna, hopefully Scooter uh, has all. I'm sure he's licensed up the wazoo and down the other one. Probably true, yeah. Um, but yes, we are taking our first ever official YSO roadie going down to Beaver's Bend for a very actually a very special uh, event. It is, yeah. We have a couple of times on the podcast talked about a local um, Oklahoma-based but now national golf course architect named Colton Craig. He has uh, had a feature actually in the Golfer's Journal. For those of you who have not checked out the Golfer's Journal, you definitely should uh, get that subscription. It'll be the best piece of mail you receive each quarter. Uh, absolute free ad, nothing in it for us. That's how strongly we feel about that one. I actually got that for Keith for Christmas. Well, I got uh, the, the most recent edition is right there in the windowsill. Uh, yeah, I, like so. I, like I like to give nice things to nice people. Colton had an article in there, but he is absolutely becoming somewhat, if not prolific, uh, well-known for his uh, expert design work in Perry Maxwell restorations. And so he's kind of got that going for him. This particular project... For those of you who are um, tuned into the political scene uh, at the state level, Lieutenant Governor Purnell, man, is a huge advocate of tourism for the state of Oklahoma. Tourism in the state of Oklahoma, a lot of that can be driven by state parks. And what's at most of our state parks? A golf course. And so Cedar Creek Golf Course there, uh, just north of Broken Bow. I've played it once before, about 10 years ago. Could be 14 years ago now. And unbelievable. I, I remember saying these exact words to our, to our guy, Dayton Rose. Unbelievable piece of property. Absolutely terrible golf course. That is changing. The conditioning will be much better. What Colton has done uh, from the routing um, that I've seen and some of the, uh, the drawings that I've seen, this place is going to be very cool, very well taken care of, very well done, and we're going to get to experience the grand reopening uh, this Wednesday and Thursday uh, with some, our favorite co-podcasters, absolutely, Mr. Scooter Gers and Mr. 2G it, Chad the, the Ford. Ne nephew pod, is that what you call that, right? The nephew so, pod. Yeah, yes. the YSO Dirty Birds, which, I mean, before we move any 
further. Wait, you want to talk about who finished in the money again in the YSO Dirty Birdies contest? I'm surprised week? you you flew right past it on the old outline there. Well, you must I have tried uh, to be modest. I was going to give you the opportunity to bring it up. So. <laughs> I must have missed it. Uh, yeah, once again, our very own Keith Needham, uh, Needham twice. Needham twelve, I it's believe. Uh, you can find him on DraftKings. Uh, finished in the money. Uh, third place finish for the or second place finish. It was third. Yeah. Third place finish for the uh, for the heritage. So very well done. So we're gonna see if uh, it turns out Keith's knowledge will rub uh, off on us when we take this road trip. But I know that that Scott and Chad will have some uh, some great tips for the upcoming tournament yeah, on, think, on the PGA Tour. I think Chad. I think two G. I think he finished in the top ten. I think he had a tenth place finish in the contest this week. But I, I will say, I think I was the only person in the top five that didn't have Stewie Sink in the lineup. So I'm somewhat proud of that. I had a very balanced, very well-rounded team. All six golfers made the cut. So uh, yeah, I got to toot the own horn. And it really needed something good to happen in a dramatic fashion because I was second to last in the Masters the week before. So 74 uh, out of 75 yeah. is, is tough. Uh, I wasn't. It's, it's okay to say that number now, given that I finished third out yeah, of you know, 40 yeah. or however many it was this week. So I, I got it back. You, I got it you back. You can't win them all. Had definitely to, had applies to prove it to here. Myself. Yeah, it was a fluke. So those fluke. two guys will be accompanying us down to, uh, to Cedar Creek. We will bring you all the details uh, with some live segments. Uh, that we will publish uh, when we get back so that folks have the skinny on uh, the golf course. As many, many folks know, Beaver's Bend is a beautiful place to go uh, take a family trip. Maybe you're staying in a cabin with the guys. Um, the golf course has always been there, but now it will be an absolute uh, amenity and gym to be added to uh, yeah. the, the Beaver's Bend complex. So excited about that one. Excited about the road trip. Excited about the golf. Getting to, to meet Lieutenant Governor Pinnell hang out with Colton a little bit. Um, we're going to bring it all to you. Yep, looking forward to that. And we'll, we'll be taking the pod equipment with us. So the plan is to uh, get a couple interviews while we're down there. Uh, again, some some notable people that are going to be at this event on Thursday. So I, I don't know how we got on the list. Kudos to you for getting us on the list. But, uh, yeah, I start, you know going down the, uh, the guest list. A lot, of, a lot of bribing. <laughs> it's like I don't know if we belong, but I'm, I'm excited to be there nonetheless. I'm really excited about bringing my Sasquatch hunting equipment as well. Uh, because that is Sasquatch country in Oklahoma, so I'm looking forward to that. We are going to try to get a word with Sasquatch while we're there. Um, yeah, illustrious list. Uh, J-Bo Gallagher, uh, Jared of the uh, Red Dirt Golf Collective, will be in attendance. You know, absolute who's who of Oklahoma golf going to be on site, and we are fired up about that one. Now, as the calendar tends to fall, these things tend to come fast and furious. Right, April is a big golf month. Everybody wants to schedule their thing in April uh, because it's typically good weather, not too hot, and we're kind of we're excited about golf. Boy, do we have another one of those on Saturday down at Dornick Hills. I have had the pleasure of being a part of the No Laying Up Refuge uh, message board, and it has spawned off unbelievable amounts of golf meetups all over the country. Uh, just unbelievable events. Very cool. You got laid-back stuff. You got serious stuff. You got merch. You got... Comp- competition type stuff. So the Red River Refuge Rally, Keith, is popping That's off. A lot of R's. At Dornick Kills. We we uh, we are shortening that to the R4. Uh, be very cool. Hopefully will become an annual tradition. We have folks who are part of the refuge that are Texas-based. We have folks that are part of the refuge that are Oklahoma-based. Going to square off in an Oklahoma v. Texas 
shootout, if you will. Now, is this match play? Can it give us some format? I know you're a big format guy. So, yeah, so format is going to be very interesting. And so you're going to have a, uh, a two-man teams, okay, that are assembled from Oklahoma and Texas. And each of those two-man teams is going to square off against uh, a Texas opponent. And um, on top of that, low score from a two-man team is going to win you the like the two-man team title. The cumulative scores are going to win you the uh, OU. Excuse me, nah, man, that was a that was a Floridian slip. <laughs> Oklahoma versus Texas title. Uh, so we were we were award award two two worthy champions, uh, both in a two-man team situation and in the overall group. And then if that's not enough, when we get into the twilight, we're going to go off on a horse race with everybody that's still there, and we're going to crown one champ, an individual horse race style. So we got a lot going on down yeah, there. I understand like on Friday night, the Ardmore Chamber of Commerce hosting a little event, so I'm sure we'll get into all sorts of trouble with the fine folks down in Ardmore on Friday evening. Um, got to shout out our man, Olive Loaf, who has put a ton of work into this event. Our man, R.D. Vern, who is a member at Dornick and is uh, co-facilitating this event with our man, Loaf. Our man, Loaf, was on the podcast, right? He one was the on the podcast, one of our, uh, yeah. our stop-bys uh, out at our live remote at Chalk. So it's going to be awesome. I would highly encourage you to, to just take a look at No Laying Up. Uh, a lot of the work that they do, uh, get involved out there. Uh, you know, the, this message board about a lot more than golf. There's a crazy amount of stuff that you can, hey, I'm kind of interested in X, Y, Z, the wine club or the book club or the movie club. It's kind of crazy, honestly. Uh, so I'd encourage you to take a look at that and we will bring you absolutely all the action, um, from Saturday. We get, we're going to have a pretty big fairway file segment come next week's pod My goodness. because uh, we're about to get to yet another event yeah. that we're going to be at next week. We're not done. The RV situation is not changing though because I'm actually going in a very, 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 very small RV down to Dornick Hill. So I'm going to be, I'm going to have some RV time. We may have to start an RV pod, you know, you, you RV life. Literally be a happy camper over the next week. Wow. Though, so. Wow. That's, that's well why, done. That's why I'm one of the best right there. You are one gentlemen. of the well, best. The next event, J. Till. So you, we've talked about what we're going to be doing Wednesday, Thursday. You've talked about what you're going to be doing on Saturday, mm -hmm. but we're not that done there. Prairie Dunes, Big 12 Men's Golf Championship. We just got to, we were fortunate enough, honored, really, honored to be able to play that course. What? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago now? I, guess I believe it was Good Friday. Uh, yeah, so how how much fun was that? We somehow convinced the Big 12 to give us a media pass, and so we're, we're going to be on site at Prairie Dunes for the Big 12 Men's Golf Championship next week as well. So looking forward to doing Unbelievable. that, bud. Unbelievable. I think that uh, kudos and uh, much love to the Big 12 offices. We won't name any names. Uh, and then our contact uh, in the OU Communications Department, um, you guys know who you are. Uh, we really appreciate the help in getting that done. And it will be a real honor to be there at a, uh, a high-level golf event and to see how the, uh, in this case, the guys attack Prairie Dunes. Uh, I hope they get just a just a touch of wind. I don't, I don't even want to be out there walking around in the wind that we have. But it's just a little bit of wind to see how these guys uh, combat what is an absolute world-class golf course. There at Prairie Dunes, what looks looking right now, you know, where schedules can change. Looks like we're going to try to be there on the final day to see a champion crowned. Uh, I believe just like the ladies, they're going to play three rounds of golf on Monday, win Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. That's right. In uh, in stroke play, cumulative score fashion, 
and uh, we have been told we'll be granted some interview access to the players at least at the University of Oklahoma. I'm sure that uh, the rest of the Big 12 yeah. schools will be get, more than accommodating get to Coach, those Coach requests. Coach Bratton, uh, get the hook up there, get some uh, Oklahoma State so players So we're looking well. forward to rubbing elbows with the best golf conference, bar none, in the country because Okie State, OU, Texas, Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor's got a squad. So we have a, just a plethora of folks we want to try to get a word with and certainly follow around and watch some world-class golf. Yeah, we are, we're really – this is probably our first big uh, – we're actually covering an event sort of deal. So uh, more to come, but super excited about yeah, that. Yeah, we got, got the field gear ready to test it out, give it a go. Right, I got those big uh, – I think they call them like a, a dead cat or something. Is like the uh, the big big fuzzy thing you put on the microphones and stuff. So <laughs> get, getting ready for that win. Right? I didn't so, know where you are going yeah, with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning how, uh, how this stuff works, ladies and gentlemen, as we kind of kind of figure it out as we go, move Boom, along Mike. here. Yeah, looking forward to that, though. Got, got all the stuff in. And uh, uh, really excited to go test it out. We're going to test some of it out. I uh, can tell Wednesday, you, but uh, my Ben's. my PTO balance is uh, I don't think I've exhausted my time off in like I don't probably know six or seven years. I think finally I found a way to use up all my vacation time, and it's uh, just crazy golf stuff. So thanks to the Big 12 for helping me take another day off. Absolutely. It, it will be an action-packed week for the YSO podcast uh, starting in a mere 48 hours, my friend. So I'm looking forward to it. It's always action-packed around here, but uh, the fact that we're going to get to travel to do it and uh, and be in good company, right? So looking forward to the uh, guys and gals that we're going to be able to ha- be hanging out with uh, over the next week as well. So should be a lot of fun, and obviously we will be back next week. It might, might be a different schedule, right, depending upon how it all falls and stuff, but uh, we'll be back to share our stories and experiences with all of you uh, here very soon. And it's been, it's been so busy. And we do have some very, very loyal listeners to this podcast that I'm sure um, have been wondering, where is our Q1 accountability report on our 2021 golf goals resolutions? We are aware of how calendars work. We realize that Q1 ended on March 31st. As uh, you also know, it has been a very busy start to the month of April. We... uh, I've given you a little few tidbits on those golf resolutions, but as we promised you, we will have folks who send in those resolutions, kind of report back for us. Keith and I will give a full account of all uh, of our golf resolutions to see how those are going. So I just know that folks are, are itching to kind of, you know, big thing. You got to get held accountable. We talk about it all the time. One of our core values. And uh, that will be coming. We're going to work that in. Maybe we'll talk about that with, uh, with Scott and chat on the way down, uh, maybe get there, uh, theirs first as we, as we roll down the, uh, the Indian nation turnpike. Well, why don't we throw that to our listeners right now? Tweet at us this week, right? So kind of re- retweet those new year's golf resolutions, right? Kind of go back through your feed. It would have been circa January 1st, if I had to guess, right? I would say in that general range, maybe the last week of the old year, the first week of the new year, and, uh, you know, if you can't figure out that whole Twitter thing, you know, just shoot us a text or an email if you have to. But work. interact with us on Twitter, at YSO Golf. Tag us in your retweet of your New Year's resolution. Or some of you are just waking up from your winter golf slumber, right? We got a lot of grizzly bears out there that aren't into the winter golf. We understand. We understand. It's not too late. It, you can call it a now year's resolution, doesn't have to be a new year like resolution. That. Now year's now year's resolution. Tweet your now year's resolution at us. We will mention those on the uh, the Q one accountability report and look ahead. 
that we'll be uh, recording in the very near future. Love it, love it. Now, you mentioned an interesting format, kind of a fun format for your R4 event Mm -hmm. this weekend at Dornick Hills. I want to take you to the Zurich Classic uh, in New Orleans this weekend. Going out of the bayou. A fun format. I I think it's interesting, right? So, to get a good change of pace, right? Something that, that makes this event stand out. But tell our listeners about this format and what they can expect from the Zurich. Because again, it was one of those events that was canceled last year due to COVID. So, it's been a couple years. So, they might need a refresher here, right? They do need a refresher. And uh, frankly, I need a little bit of refresher outside of the fact that only team format event on the entire PGA Tour schedule. Uh, yeah, You kind of throw out something like the uh, the Shark Shootout or the uh, Father-Son Challenge. We're talking about actual PGA Tour events. Only team event that's out there, because again, when you think Ryder Cup, you think President's Cup, those aren't PGA Tour events. So two-man teams down at the Zurich Classic in New Orleans. Uh, I don't know if you remember, Keith, that was three or four years ago. We were down in New Orleans it was. together yeah. for a YMCA conference that happened to be the same week as the Zurich. Yeah, because it's right around the Classic. NFL draft, too, because we watched Baker Right Mayfield around the NFL draft. Number one overall. We were completely yeah. starstruck uh, there at the hotel. We yeah. They stayed at the same hotel. hotel. Yeah, we right. had, I believe, Tony Finau was riding an escalator with us. We right. rode the elevator with Brooks Kepka after what looked like a very serious workout in the gym. Ian Poulter uh, got to chat him up a little bit. So who knew we'd be sitting here as golf podcast stars at that time? That's been four years ago? Uh, 2018, maybe. Three, so three, it was three years, years ago. Man, golly, time flies. Time does fly. So last year, excuse me, two years ago, uh, John Rahm, Ryan Palmer, take home the trophy. You will have to help me, Keith. Uh, I'm sure you've done your research. I have not done mine. What is the actual rules in terms of the two-man teams? Are they playing best ball? Are they playing scramble? Right. Help us out here. Yeah, rounds one and three are the four-ball best ball, and then rounds two and four are foursomes, and it's alternate shot. So, I mean, really a, a neat format, and it changes each day, right? So, now there will be a cut, right? The low 35 teams and ties following round two uh, will get to move on and play into the weekend as we're accustomed to. So, not everybody okay. will move on. Uh, but, yeah, rounds one and three are your best ball, and then rounds two and four are your alt shot. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I am also looking forward to that. I think that <clears throat> expect rounds one and three to be very low scoring. Yep, I agree. Because okay, they're, they're, t- <laughs> they're taking the, the best score – uh, they're playing the hole out and playing their best, or taking their best score of the two. So a uh, lot, lot of birdies going to be made. And then rounds two and four expect not great scoring because alternate shot, much more difficult format. And so if you're kind of seeing the yo-yoing on the leaderboard, uh, it's because uh, four ball, as it's called, is a lot lower scoring than four sums also known as alternate shot. Now, I looked at the team pairings, and there's some interesting pairings here, JT. So do the golfers get to pick they this themselves? They get to pick their team. Yeah. They get to pick their team. Yeah, so looking at these teams, Tony Finau and Cameron Champ, good Lord. Talk about a long drive contest. Those two are, so those are two guys to watch to win this thing. It would be very... Fitting if Tony Fino were to finally get another win, but it's in a team event. (laughs) Um, And then uh, almost the opposite of that, you got Chris Kirk and Brendan Todd, two short knockers that get it done quite a bit around the greens and with their approach play. Um, Very interesting pairing. And then, uh, you know, I I don't know how this one will work out, but you got, I think Graham McDowell 
is teamed with that's got to be Matt Wallace. I think so. Yeah. I mean, talk about two different personalities. Like Graham McDowell is the most laid back, like just cool Irishman that you could ever had the pleasure of, of uh, tipping a pint with. And we all know Matt Wallace is a part of the uh, the angry, angry golfers, golfers. <laughs> society. So could be a little bit of uh, a tough week for uh, well, for we Graham. Maybe they'll balance each other out, right? So they might. Yeah. Any anything grab you on the on the old. Uh, the roster yeah. here? I mean, you look at the odds, right? And you would have to think that okay. Xander yeah. Shoffley and Patrick Cantley are probably one of the favorites. And I think they are co-favorites along with Rom and Palmer, uh, who are, again, <laughs> the defending champs, although it's been a couple years, right? So, uh, so I think that that's an interesting pairing there. Maybe you would think that those would be the guys to win it, but a couple guys that have been kind of shaky at certain points as well. That's yeah, right? so why yeah. I don't know. It would be interesting to see uh, what their relationship is there. I'd be interested to know why they why they chose one another. From a local tie standpoint, Max Homa and then Taylor Gooch, right? Uh, that That's an easy pairing to root for. Uh, think, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, 30, from, 31 to 1, too. Yeah. I didn't really realize this until he had done some post-round stuff after his win at the Genesis. Uh, he and Taylor Gooch are really good friends. I mean, one of the, you know, I think a lot of these guys are friendly out on tour, but then there's guys who are literally really good friends. They hang, hang out, out together. They yeah. eat dinner together. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, and then another one that, that uh, talking about local ties that just jumped off the page as me as we're uh, trying to get to picks. Uh, Hovland is going off with uh, Christopher Ventura. Yeah, I thought that was Both OSU yeah. products, uh, both Norwegian OSU products. Right. So uh, a lot to like there. But, you know, before we get to our picks for the week, we got to once again, we got to plug our boys, the Dirty Birdies. They are going to be firing out who they want in their rosters in a pod coming very shortly to you. Am I reading the screen right about how many entries we're looking for this week? No, that's carryover. That's so, a carryover. Okay. Yeah. That, that was a uh, cut and co- copy and paste. Like okay. 30, 30 to 40 is kind of the Ooh, standard. I was, Obviously, uh, for the Masters, my we blood pressure up. got yeah. up a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For 70, the, for the, 75 in the Masters field. Yeah. Uh, but uh, okay. Very, very good. Yeah, but major, Dirty Birdies. Major events will we'll open it up. Dirty Birdies, get involved. You can find the link in a lot of different places. Both of our platforms, both at YSO Golf and at Sports underscore Pros, will uh, tweet it at you. Uh, you can get that on the website itself, fantasysportspros.com. That's right. And then, again, if all else fails, just shoot us a text. We'll happily send it to you. We'll email it to you. We'll, we'll bring it over in an envelope that you can then type it out right onto your computer. Whatever you need to do, folks. We're here to serve. We want you to get involved Lay five bucks to perhaps put a little jingle in your ringle. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, like like me, right? Just, so I've, I've done it twice. Just like Keith. Yeah, I've done it twice. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, our man uh, uh, Scooter Gersh does with the format this week with the Dirty Birdies, given that it is kind of that team standpoint, which, you know, the guys are still tracking their shots. I guess, quite right, frankly, so. it'll be interesting. Yeah. We're at, we, we, we're saying he's going to do it. I guess he hadn't really told it. He hadn't tweeted us the link yet. Nah, so I mean, we, we, we kind of talk for Scott on these things and put him up against it, and he always comes through, right? So no, Absolutely. No, no pressure, Scooter. So th- this is Jay Till's doing, not mine. FYI. <laughs> just want to record that for a future hey, podcast. Hey, Scott got us an RV site <laughs> and an Uber driver in like Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Scott can do everything. Yeah, that that man is a doer. There's no doubt about it. So I trust uh, Scooter's ability to make it happen and get it done. But uh, well, let's talk about picks, right? So again, an interesting format. The odds are are going to be interesting, right? So, so you are we got, going with our same levels? I think so. Okay. I think we have okay. to, right? So I think it's still, you know, I might give you some flexibility on the cut maker and the dark horse, right? So it was a little difficult for me to kind of go through those picks here, but I'll give 
maybe some flexibility, but I'll, I'll kick us off. Kick us off. I'll kick us off, and let's go Dark Horse, right? We'll start at the bottom. An interesting pairing here, So uh, especially whenever you get into the long odds. There were a few of the names that I actually recognized, okay. but I'm going to go at 120 to 1, J.B. Holmes and Robert Garrigus, I believe Whoa. is his name, right? So, okay. Yeah, again, no idea that the, these guys are, are they buddies? You know, why why are they teamed together here? You know, Holmes is a long hitter. I, I think, think they both hit the for. ball a mile. So maybe you get you pick up some advantage there, a little bit of value with how far these two guys hit it. But at plus 12,000, again, 120 to 1, I recognize some names. I know Holmes won a couple of tournaments in the past as well. So throw them out there, see what, see what happens, right? Very interesting. Very interesting. And you're right. Looking at the odds and kind of trying to, to handicap this one, a little bit more interesting, but I think I think I know which way I'm going to go here. I think I'm going to go on recent form, um, and recent form that maybe is flying a touch under the radar um, by, by most people's accounts. But I'm going to go with Scott Piercy and Akshay Batia as my dark horse. Uh, as most will remember, uh, on the West Coast Swing, Akshay had a couple nice starts. Uh, wasn't able to be in the top 50 in the world to kind of get in that uh, WGC swing. So he's been laying a little bit under the radar, but as I understand it, playing quite well. And Scott Piercy is a little bit of a horse-for-course type of guy. Has played well at the Zurich in the past when it was an individual event, as it has, was for many years. So, yeah, I'm going to go uh, a little bit of a flyer there on Scott Piercy and Akshay Batia and a little bit of a funky pairing. Uh, Scott Piercy's kind of a whack job, and then Akshay is kind of an interesting, uh, interesting young guy. So, if nothing else, it'll make me want to watch him. Love it. Love that pick. Love the, love the story behind it as well. So, yeah, good, uh, good value there perhaps. And, again, uh, talking about some guys that have been playing well right now. Well, I'm going to go to Cutmaker here, and I, I'm going to go – I'm going to be completely honest with you here. I'm going to take Jason Kokrak in Perez at 65 to 1. But you're not sure if it's no Pat Perez. I have no idea if this is Pat Perez or Vic Perez. Uh, this has got to be Pat Perez because I'm they're both Vegas guys. Kokrak's all in in 2020. Perez lives in Vegas, always at the tables. I assume there is zero there. doubt in my mind, that this is Pat Perez. I thought it was going to be an interesting pairing if it was Vic Perez, and it's like, wow, the, the Kokrak and the Frenchman there, how did they, how did no, they become no, buddies? No, not, not a chance. Got to be the the gambles, the gamblers, I think we'll call right. them. So. And I think these guys could get on a hot streak, maybe have a little side bet with whoever their pairing is and stuff. Like, wouldn't shock me at all. And so I like these guys at 65 well, to 1. And, and let's, they can get on heater, you know, let, let's, let's just kind of play this out. Think about it. What, what do they like? They like they like to do a little gambling. Where are they going to be? Nolans? Nolans. I think they're going to be very comfortable down on the bayou. Uh, I like that pick. I like that pick. We're going to we're gonna have to really tune in to see what happens this week and follow these guys around. But when I'm thinking about a cut maker, you said top 35 uh, teams uh, make the cut. That's right. Top 35 and so, in ties. Uh, you know, that kind of that kind of uh, is an interesting cutoff there. And so, But I'll stick to our... Our uh, normal, what, 50 to 1 is what we do. Somewhere uh, in that cut ballpark. Maker odds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go, actually, with uh, with a dude. I mean, the guy has really been playing well for me personally on my team. Again, we Hoffman, I'm going to assume it's Charlie Hoffman. Hell, it could be Morgan Hoffman for all I know. It's Charlie. Um, little concerned about his partner, uh, Nick Watney. has I haven't been heard in, in a while. Great form. We Lefty, haven't heard right? his name. 
a lot. Uh, not a lefty. He's not a lefty. Uh, he, okay. he, he's right in, and at one point was top ten in the world, just an absolute world beater. But uh, I'm gonna go on. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride ride Chuck Hoffman uh, to take uh, to take Nick Guatney to the promised land, at least to the weekend, if nothing else. The dude will abide dude in New abides. Orleans. I like it. So top tenner. So I'm going to go with the Korean connection, my friend. Ooh. That is Sungjae and uh, Byung Hoon On, I believe, mm-hmm. right? I think is how you pronounce that. So my apologies if I, I butchered I that. I think you absolutely nailed it. Okay, well, good, good. At 41 to 1. So again, great odds there, plus 4,100. Sungjae, obviously, we give him a lot of love on this podcast almost each and every week. So there was a couple weeks there where we didn't pick him, and then he played well. He he's been doing okay, right? Well, he, so had, he, he, had crap, he had a crap Masters. Had, had a good masters. weekend this weekend. Yeah. Uh, made the cut and played well. Top ten this weekend. So. Um, yeah, you nailed the pronunciation. I think you're going to nail that pick. Uh, we got I got to call Scott out as much dap as we've been giving him. He he calls him Sungjae I'm. I'm M M Sungjae M Scott. Come on, get with the program. All right, here we go. Top ten from the Mish. Uh, God, I love Homa Gooch. I, I really want to go there. It's a fun group. Yeah. Really want to go there. feel like they will play well. Um, but I, I just can't stay away from my guy Vic. I got to go Vic Hovland and Christopher Ventura. Uh, getting good odds there, 34 to 1. So I like that. Top 10 for the norwegian viking heroes that we all have come to know and love oh, man, we might get a new soundbite Ooh, we might that would be that would be big i'll uh I'll, I'll prep a couple things that the the first one was off the cuff this one has to be a little bit more rehearsed should they be uh on the leaderboard on sunday but uh top 10 for the uh for the norwegian connection like it. uh your winner first my friend oh well you know that i've got a man crush on this guy we've been talking about him for the last what Paul six, Casey. Six months now. Uh, different. different. I, I had, you know, I, I quit Jason Day, right? He Jason broke my Day. heart. He broke my heart too many times. <laughs> but I'm going to stay with, again, another another countryman pairing here with the Australians. Oh, Andy, Andy yeah. Cam, Cam Smith and Mark Leishman, right? So, again, they're up there, one of the, one of the yeah, top favorites. Nine to one, right, plus 900. So, they're up there near the top of the list. But these guys are both playing pretty well right now. Again, Cam Smith had a couple good days at the Masters, a couple turds. Same thing with Leishman, I think, although Leishman finished uh, uh, when it was all said and done, had a pretty good showing there as well. I think these guys are going to have a good time down in New Orleans. I think they're going to play good golf. And, um, obviously, again, got that Australian uh, brotherhood kind of a pairing there, countrymen. Uh, type of vibe to it as well, and I, I'm oh, going yeah. to ride that. And uh, there's definitely a theme uh, with some of my guys here <laughs> for my picks, and so I'll go Smith Leishman at nine to one as my winners. I like that a lot. Uh, would have probably gone that direction uh, had uh, you not been uh, teed up there. And I'll I'll go with the the hero story. Uh, give me Tony Finau and Cam Champ. I, I would love to see this uh, asterisk uh, be put on Tony Finau. Uh, with his, uh, to quote, end his winless drought, even though it would be on the back of our uh, our young hitter, uh, Cameron Champ, who, uh, you know, had a pretty, pretty solid Masters. I believe he made the cut, played, played, played decent. So, Finau played well. We, we should... Uh, we should be seeing them in contention. Um, we'll, yeah. see, we'll see. We'll see if we'll see if Finau can drag a whole another player down like he drags himself down on Sunday That's afternoons. Right. You know, interesting pairing that we didn't touch on, but again, a local tie: Colin Morikawa and Matty Wolf. I, I can't mean, believe anybody I, touched Matt I, Wolf. I, say, I assume that pole. Colin and they made these picks several. They they made these have, picks several months I, ago. I would have right? been calling Matt Wolf. Be like, hey, bro. Uh, 
I am. I think I got to renege on you. My, my back. Uh, my back's I'm, acting uh, up. <laughs> yeah, I'm a terrible putter. You obviously can't keep it on the planet. We shouldn't even show up to this deal. Well, but you know, man, you know, he's he's been out for a few weeks now. Maybe he's been working on the game, kind of you know getting getting it straight between the ears. Because I think that's probably probably where it lies. Probably the case for a lot of golfers, right? Whenever they kind of lose their swing for a moment, the, the talent's there. Can't that's undeniable, right? So. Uh, but maybe this will be the weekend that uh, they get it. This will be, this be fun. We need, to, we need to keep track of this one a little closer. Have a little yeah. back and forth over the weekend. Uh, this should be a fun one to keep track of. Fire and up have Twitter. Some, well, fire up to Twitter. Yeah. Well, what is that Twitter handle? Throw it out there, man. That loves, Twitter right? is at YSO Golf. Again, at YSO Golf. Find me there on Twitter. That's where we uh, do all the official You're Still Out Golf uh, jabber, retweets, information, and then. We may be getting close to creating a separate Instagram because I think that over the next week, two weeks, we're going to be visiting some very, um, very lovely locales. But in the meantime, Jonathan W. Teal on Instagram. I had the good fortune of playing Stillwater Country Club this morning. Snapped a lovely shot uh, from behind the uh, fifth green and uh, more of that to come over the next week. Fantastic! I'll have to I'll have to tweet out the uh, the video I recorded uh, when I was playing at Twin last weekend. A turkey was on the course. Whoa! Actually, gobbling and everything. I'm like calling back and forth to it and stuff. So again, I grew up in Southeast Oklahoma, so I can do this stuff. So maybe I'll hit some sticks. That yeah, that'd be good about that. So, uh, well, J Till, as always, my friend, we're up against the hour mark here. So, given that it is going to be an action packed week. I think maybe we ought to wrap it up right here, my friend. Got to got to home and get my beauty sleep. Got to get my energy up. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna take everything I have. Yep. For yeah, the I, listeners. I need you at a hundred percent for the next eight days, nine days, my friend. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a hundred percent of my normal eighty percent. Great, I'll take it. I will take it. As always, bud, appreciate you being in studio, riding shotgun with me again. And I really look forward to doing it uh, next week because mm-hmm. we'll be recapping all the fun stuff. But uh, while this will wrap it up for this episode, ladies and gentlemen, remember that the conversation does not end here. To keep it going and to also keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network, check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that's pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. And as always, get out there and enjoy the walk. Uh-huh.